Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2. But Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrich, look ahead to SmackDown tonight and a very highly anticipated confrontation between Roman Reigns and the Royal Rumble winner heading to the main event of WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. I've got no idea what they are going to say, but I will be hanging on every word. Mm. This feels absolutely enormous. Um, One of the good things, well, the only good thing about WWE crowds tending to not get into wrestling matches and being so dead is that at least, if nothing else, at the top of these cards, when something really connects with them, particularly a confrontation, like this, um, it just feels enormous. It feels enormous in and of itself. I'm not saying it isn't. WWE's really hot right now. But particularly, it's not like 1998 where Austin caught fire and the crowds are just mad party atmosphere for everything. There's something about the fact that, you know, Top Dollar's going to work whoever and it's going to be like absolute <laughs> mausoleum silence. I don't know. There's something big about big WWE stuff right now and I find it really compelling. It's, it's even shocked me how much or how quickly fans have gone, get out of the way, Sammy, Cody's here. Like, I, always, I, I think I had that apprehension around the Rumble, and then immediately after the Rumble when they did the Chamber stuff, I was like, people were still talking about, oh, I'm not sure what they have to do with Sammy because he might affect how Cody's received, and that hasn't happened at all, really. It just hasn't happened. Look, I don't want to labor on this one too long because I've said this a million times, but that is happy to have a cast of characters. yes. It used to be so punishingly antagonistic and just broken as a star-making system that we, I lived through this, a lot of listeners would have as well, used to project a WWE main event role onto people that WWE did not want mm-hmm. to have in those roles. They, had to kind of, they kind of had to acquiesce with the likes of Daniel and Punk and even like Kofi and Becky Lynch to a lesser extent. It was already kind of broken at that point. Mm. Um but yeah, a cast of characters, each with a different goal. It's that's what a fictional world should be. They haven't had to this year have Sammy put over Cody and be like, "Please support him for us." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a completely different thing. I don't know what they're going to say to each other. Um, how do you see it going? Like, can you see a worked shoot sort of meta? quality of this where they're talking about how will AEW get brought up or would you Ooh, bring it up? Yeah, that's very interesting. That's I think it's going to be. It'll probably be one of those 
over, over there. there sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, but I do think well, they will do an over there. I reference. wouldn't be surprised. Like I already, you know, we talked about it at the time. Loved the whole, uh, you know, one of the last things your daddy said to me was how you were his favourite son. First of all, poor Goldust, poor Dustin. And yeah, second, I love the fuck you mean. Yeah, yeah. And second of all, but you know, he but Roman Reigns is the son he wished he had. I was just straight away like. Oh, yeah. you got me, you got me, yeah. On a hook, I'm on a hook. So it's going to be one of those where, like, just because you got a bit of a reaction when you came back and, you know, tits healed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be, but it's going to be like, it is going to be like, you didn't win a world title over there. What makes, makes you, you think, think yeah. you can beat me? I did, I did like the tweet that uh, Roman put out yesterday, I think. Tomorrow night, after DC acknowledges their tribal chief, we welcome Cody Rhodes to the Island of Relevancy. His story versus my legacy. It's uh, really fascinating, this. Just on a quick note um, about my philosophy is anything can be bad or good, right? Virtually anything, Mm. okay? Like WWE doing melodrama. There's a good and bad version Mm -hmm. of that. AEW and like there's a bad and good version of the elite, one of my favorite acts yes. of wrestling history. Some of their stuff can be rubbish. Most of it's good, but there's a good and bad version of everything. So even something I naturally would be a little bit put off by, um, there's a good version of it, I'm sure. For example, right, John Cena really started in the twilight of his career, started to love these work shoot things mm-hmm. where he'd say something to the effect of, I know it's called the promo kid. You're going to have to cut one or you would just banter off Baron Corbin and just say you're rubbish <laughs> or like even Roman Reigns in the second go round of their feud ahead of SummerSlam 2021. I think it was said things to the effect of, oh, it's really boring with you on top. And you know, I'm com- I've come here to save it because it's just really, because it was proper monologue heavy long talking segments wasn't great storytelling quite frankly Mm. and John Cena was pretending that was the case or believed it and it was very work shoot and you know the best member of the shield doesn't work here anymore and all that kind of stuff I get a bit uh, Mm. I prefer the fiction in pro wrestling storytelling Um, I got over work shoot stuff when I was a teenager quite frankly it felt a little bit daring a bit ooh transgressive at the time but then it just got old very yes. fast. And look, I hate what FTR are doing now. <laughs> For a in-depth yeah. rant on that, check out the Rampage preview, which will be dropping around about the same time yeah. as this. I will, however, love it if they're having this con- confrontation. The best thing about tonight is they don't even need to say very much. No. They can save all the best bobs, all the best. I'm trying to get in the head rent free bollocks uh, over the next few weeks. I would love it if Cody Rhodes... The thing I love about wrestling storytelling is that you can kind of make it up as you go along to an extent, and you can reframe certain things. Like when... A great example of this, right? I know I'm rambling. There's not much else of interest to me (laughs) later on in this uh, preview, so I might as well do it here. I loved, right, when they were building uh, Mox versus Omega at All Out 2019 before it couldn't happen and had to get delayed a couple of months. When they were building that match they used each other's careers and they tried to reframe it around... They tried to reframe stuff that was happening in New Japan in AEW canon. So the idea was Kenny Omega was saying to John Moxley, oh, it's nice that you went to the G1 and tried to be like mm-hmm. me. How did that one go, by the way? Oh, you didn't win. 
out yeah. on his first time. That was fantastic. I love the idea of even Moxley was like, I went to New Japan to try and walk in Kenny's shoes to prove that I can do it. And it just, you can kind of take what's actually happening, tweak it for it to make sense in a different story. Mm. I would love it here. If they are going the work shoot route, if uh, Cody was to say, you know, I did all this, me and a band of brothers, we set about changing the world and making wrestling um, better, bigger, outside of the monopoly, to try different things, to try and make competition, to try and make it exciting for the fans. Uh, mm. Try and lick some arse while you're doing it. You know, <laughs> Cody knows, Cody knows yeah. the ropes at this point. Says all of this. Like we wanted to make it big. We wanted to make a movement. We wanted to create more jobs for people. We wanted to create more competition, some excitement. And do you want to know why we did all that? Because, my God, this place was so boring with you on top. This place was so boring with you on top, and everyone knew it. Everyone booed you. Everyone hated you. That's why we did it. Mm. That's not why I did it. But for the purposes of this yeah. storyline, they can tweak it. I mean, very much like Roman Reigns was a big part of that problem. Mm. It's one of those things where it's a bit situational. Uh, it's a bit fluid about the actual story. But you can easily spin it to a credible Absolutely. degree by saying, Roman, we did all that because, my God, with you on top, wrestling was so boring a few years ago. And, you know, it's not bo- you're not boring anymore. You know, you finally made it. Well done, you. That can add some patronizing vibes to it all. That if they're doing the work shoot route, and I think that's how they're doing it, that would be a nice sort of shot. Mm. I have uh, sensed that we're going to get a <laughs> moment from uh, Cody. A what moment? <laughs> I get that on the soundboard. Best way to describe it. It's not... <laughs> It's not quite your uh, UFC noise. That's yeah, very, it's a bit. Different. Yeah, yeah, because that's more like uh, yeah. hyped. It's more like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna. I think we're gonna get something like that. I think maybe, like you say, further going down the line here, yeah. maybe like a week or two away from WrestleMania, there's something where you do Roman going. Why don't you hold the WWE Championship like your daddy did? Because that's as close as you're going to get. Have yourself a little dusty finish exactly. right now. Have yourself a little dusty finish. That's as close as you're going to get. I think maybe this week there's going to be, my prediction would be a, a line where, I think I've, I think I've worked it out what they're going to say rather than just over dear. Over dear. Uh, I think Roman's going to say, Cody, you know, you're, you're, you're looking great uh, ever since you apart from the tit injury, ever since you came back in WWE, you've looked great. You know, you we really are an elite performer, but I'm in God mode. I'm in God mode, son. I love this. They could, all, they could do with all this. Like, use what's in front of you to tell a story. Like, these gates that WWE are pulling in are incredible. Mm-hmm. I wish we were louder, but in terms of the <laughs> yeah. size, my God, they are absolutely incredible. Roman who can claim responsibility for this upturn in popularity, can say, oh, you know, you had this dream, didn't you, Cody, a few years ago of selling out 10,000 seats. And you did it, and you acted like you did all this. There are 10,000 people in this building right now. Damn it, there are 10,000 people in this building every Friday when Roman comes out. Something like that. I'm not even wrestling. And I'm not, yeah, all that kind of stuff. I didn't have to do any viral marketing campaign. I didn't have to beg favors. I didn't have to bring in celebrities. There's loads they can play with here. I'm also interested in how Roman sells the presence of Cody Rhodes. Mm. What I loved about his uh, feud with Brock heading into WrestleMania, such a shame that was such a cliched, patterned Paul Heyman special of a match because I really <laughs> like the build between Roman and Brock 
last year because it really felt like for the first time he was flapped, he was shook. <laughs> um, Roman Reigns. And like, I loved how he just kept, the facade kept slipping with each passing week and then he just got irate because he knew that he couldn't be this cool, composed guy because he thought the walls were closing in. How does he, we'll get the rest of the car. Hmm. How does Roman react to Cody? I think his facial expressions and body language at all, uh, alone could be interesting here. Does he try and just pie him off? Does he try and present the veneer of, oh, welcome, Cody? Does he show a little bit of apprehension when the music hits? In, like, Roman tells great stories. It's the rare bit of, like, actual subtlety in WWE with the way that Roman, when he's in certain form, the acknowledge me is smug. Mm-hmm. When he feels threatened, it's very, like, uh, acknowledge mm. me. So I'm really interested in Roman Reigns' face. A very handsome face. And I like the idea of him saying something along the lines of, if you want to do the over deer stuff, you're all alone here, Cody. All your friends are over deer. Over deer. And then Cody can fire back with something like, it's not like your family's all around you here. Jimmy's, I think, been told to watch this one from home. Solo Solo Sokoa, you could even use... (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make a genuine point whilst using that. Apologies. But you could say... You could have Solo not be there this week. He's shoot got married. All like, right. So well, congratulations to him. Absolutely. Um, to Mr. and Mrs. Solo Sokoa. Um, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> so he could in, in genuinely not be there. He's the enforcer, but why would Roman need to enforce? He's not going to get into it with Cody. So you've got no Jimmy, no Cody. You'd have Paul Heyman, obviously, there. But Jay's not going to be there either. And like... Cody could be like, it's not like you're surrounded by everyone right now, is it? And we haven't even got into what happens with Jay and Sammy this week after what happened last week with the whole Jimmy and Sammy and then Sammy going, I'm not here to fight you. I'm just here to say he's used you and abused you for the last couple of years. And Jay subsequently distracting his brother to get Haluva kicked and that look that happened. Do you think there's any... Jay or Sammy involvement in this, or keep it cleaner with just Cody and, and Roman for this week? For this week, keep it clean with them too. Like, I don't even know how tense this can get. They've got loads of weeks left. They can't be at pull-apart brawl no. stage. And I think that the main tension so far has been between Cody and Heyman. Uh, yeah. So Cody could say to Roman, look like, you know, I've had words with the advocate, but you, I respect you. And then they could sort of... They have to like really sort of credibly build an actual conflict between Roman and Cody. So I feel like it's going to be very slow burn and subtle. And they're in Washington, aren't they, for tonight? Which obviously right. holds a bit of history for elite Cody. Right. <sighs> Rarely does it feel as big as it did in October 2, 2019. Mm. So again, that's something they could say. I'm just... So excited for this. I'm really on the hook for this. It's big it's big time business. In terms of the other Royal Rumble winner, Rhea Ripley, she's in action tonight. Oh, good, good. Against Liv Morgan. Uh not quite sure what was I love the Dominic Mysterio part of last week, but I was maybe hoping for a little bit more between Charlotte and Rhea's face to face. Um I think they're scared to do it. So don't do the match. Scared of? I think just turn the hairdryer on, so maybe they're not scared after all. Yeah, I think uh, we may get a demolition job here of, of Liv Morgan. Maybe even she passes out smiling. Um, but it's a it's a statement. This isn't it for Charlotte Flair, and maybe they'll have a coming together afterwards. Oh God! I right, Rhea Ripley goes over Liv Morgan. 
in a match that the she did that crowd will overrate. No one else will remember in a million years, two minutes after <laughs> it is concluded. Um, what's remind me, what's Rio's finish again? It's I'm drawn the up the riptide, the riptide, but you could do the. The, what's the? I can never remember what it's called. One that she stood. That looks awesome. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It lives perfect for it. Cause she's a bit smaller. Yeah, she can do that. The one that should lift her up. Yeah, yeah. She can do the smile. There. God, that smile. It's pretty <laughs> stupid. Uh, I, I would keep this. Triple H will keep this as inoffensive as possible. They don't want a war of words because they don't want people to sell the fact that Rhea Ripley's moreover. I don't know why they're doing <laughs> yeah, this match. I don't, know why they're, I don't know why they're proceeding with Charlotte Flair as a baby face. It's all incredibly stupid. It's going to blow up on their faces. So to avoid it blowing up on their faces, which I think is the primary objective here, maybe Charlotte... Is she on commentary or anything? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, she could be a dick, <laughs> even though she's a baby face, because they've got this weird insistence on doing that so she could try and distract Ripley and she could wear a smug expression as she does so and then when Rhea Ripley wins and goes ah 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 you didn't distract me well enough Charlotte Flair can hold up the title and go hey I've still got it you haven't got it yet and I just feel like I don't know how specifically this is going to be insufferable I just know that it is Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, let's move over to uh, Mr. Rhea Ripley, you could say, the ex-con Dom. Um, who is desperate for his dad to hit him. 
There was a bit last week where the fans were literally chanting something on the lines of, hit your son, hit your... Like, he needs... Because he was pie-facing him and he's just been unbearable. Um, and Don promised, oh, Rhea's going to, to SmackDown this week. Maybe I'll show up and pay my deadbeat dad a visit. Like, this is a great storyline going to WrestleMania. Honestly, man, like, it's something so well done and so kind of like stupid but brilliantly so i'm just sucked into it mm. i can i'm still capable of getting sucked into wwe's very very silly silly ways this and brooks jensen and josh briggs and kiana james and fallon henley are like yeah. two of my favorite things in wrestling if you're going to commit to doing really broad stupid stuff at least plot it in a way where you don't know how Brooks Jensen's heart is going to get broken, but you kind of have a... It's kind of endearing at this point. So you want it to happen because it's dramatic, and then you want to see him get better after the fact. I want to see this match because it's like... It's the silly WWE melodrama soap opera version of Taz and Sabu where they never touch. You know it's going to happen at some point, um, but when and how. It's going to be WrestleMania... What I like about this is I think Triple H's TV is almost punishingly dull 90% of the time. But he has this weird way of these dry patterns, consistent character arcs where something entertaining invariably happens and the characters get protected even if the actual stories are dishwater dull. I know there's going to be a twist that makes Rey Mysterio snap and yes. finally need to get his hands on him. I trust that this switch is, this twist is coming, that they've worked it out, they're just waiting to do it, and I'm on the hook for when it happens. I don't know. I think it's going to blindside me when mm. how good this is when it happens. Because how can you see it happening? I, this is the thing. I think it's been done really well because I thought last week when he was like pie-facing him and going, go on, as he has done a lot, obviously. But that's uh, not enough. No, and he got involved in the carrying cross match and that's not... Like, Ray fired up last week, but he's he's, he's a, a man of morals. He's a good guy, Ray Mysterio, despite what Don may say. And he was like, you little... And he's like, no, remember, Ray, you're on television. You can't unhit your son after you do that. There's no going back from there. So there has to be a, a catalyst. I think the family buttons is the way they're going to go, but I don't know exactly what that's going to be, whether it's... I've just had a brainwave. Right, okay. So the idea is Ray just sees this as a phase that young 15-year-old Dominic Mysterio's <laughs> going through and he just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. Um, so I think that there has to be some kind of altercation where Ray Mysterio accidentally hits Dom. Yeah. And then Dom is even more... Odd in, in that he has to have a fight with his dad. And Ray was like, no, it was a mistake. I still don't want to do it. I still don't want to do it. But Dominic at this point is so up a height. Yeah. So aggressive that he's going to take it a step further. What if he gets Mammy to beat up a layer? <gasps> How old's a layer? I'll double check. <laughs> Well, Bur Buddy Murphy was romancing her, so yeah. you hope she's not 14. I think she's about 19. You're right. She doesn't have to take a bump, but 
She's obviously shown a willingness to be on TV before. She doesn't have to take a bump. They can just threaten to take a bump. Where Rhea Ripley gets a layer and threatens to hit her with a riptide or something. Yeah. And that's when Ray goes, okay, okay, you've got the match, you've got the match. It's, I don't want to, I'm happy to be estranged from you. I cannot let this affect the whole family. And then, boom, riptide anyway. And then that's when he gets angry. At first, he was going to do the Brett Owen thing. Imagine talking about it like it's Brett Owen. It's yes. not going to be as good, obviously. But at first, he was going to do the Brett Owen thing where it's like, right, I've been ensnared into this match because I don't want to see my daughter get hurt. But I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to wrestle you, but I'm not going to fight you. Um, but then they do the Riptide anyway. And then he just beats his you know, son. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, I uh, I don't think it's going to happen tonight. I think this is a... Oh, Angie. One of, the, one of the two. Oh, legend. I think Elias 20-something now, so yeah. Fair game for a riptide from Rhea Ripley in my book. Good job you said for a riptide very quickly after yeah, yeah, that yeah. because that could have been isolated. Absolutely, yeah, good point. Um, but it is, it is one of those ones this week where I think, because there's nothing happening, there's no match like last week with Carrot and Cross, so I just have, <laughs> we're going a bit more Vincey here, but then we know what the matches are for certain things. Yeah, yeah I think WWE's going more Vincey. Yeah. So I think tonight, Booyaka Booyaka, 619, oh my God, Rey Mysterio is here. And Dominic Mysterio walks out in his dad's mask and does the wanker symbol. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. Or it's very Vincey this, but I think Dominic, I really liked his performance last week against Charlotte Flair of like, hey, you should smile more. Just, oh, piss off, you little twat. Uh, I'd like um, Dominic Mysterio to come out, maybe doing it like that and show old family photos that he's completely distorted in his mind. Like, you know, maybe Ray's holding both Aaliyah and Dom at the same time. He's like, look at him, holding Aaliyah higher than me because he liked her more. You know, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you little twisted arsehole. But uh, yeah, I sense more more fuel's going to be added to that fire, but I like the idea of Ray having to snap and rather than just going... All right, I guess I'll fight my son yeah, on the yeah. biggest stage of them all. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, um, more WrestleMania matches are obviously going to be added in the next few weeks. Last week, we saw Imperium have a match against uh, Mad Cat Moss, uh, Braun, and, and Ricochet. And halfway through, Drew McIntyre came out and just stood on the ramp, seemingly indicating there's going to be him and quite possibly Sheamus versus Gunther at WrestleMania. Is that the match? You, I mean, now we're not getting Brock versus Gunther. I suppose yeah. that's the next next best option. It's again, it's weird Triple H stuff. Triple H's got this weird habit of he loves Gunther so much that he's willing to babyface him to the detriment of other babyfaces. As I said at the time, got away with it almost at the Rumble. Like the idea of Sheamus and Drew and Gunther in a triple threat. Not good booking. <laughs> it's two babyfaces and one heel. I understand the idea is to really, really build and build and build Gunther, but. I know, just, I understand that Seamus and Drew have their own dynamic where it's like pat on the back and they do it a bit harder. And mm -hmm. it's very competitive friendship. So that would obviously fall apart. They'll be willing to bring the fight to each other. But I know it just feels like you need two of them to beat a heel. I think you could tell a much more unfussy story with just one of the two of them. Mm. Maybe Drew does the job to Gunther by himself and then Seamus beats Gunther, and in WWE fashion, Gunther fails upwards into a title program with Cody. Yeah, works for me. Um, I the triple threat will be very good physic physicality-wise, mm. but I don't know, I just feel like it's all a bit wonky. 
could be the catalyst for a Drew turn as well, which is what's been needed for a long while of like maybe Drew's gotten beat and shaped, you know, the, the old Batista, Rey Mysterio, can't remember who was champion then, Carl Lee or someone random like that. Of like, why did you do that? You're supposed to be my friend yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But I do like the idea in the build because it did feel last week that Drew was like, I'm going to get you, Gunther. And I like the idea of him going to Sheamus and being like, I'm bloody intercontinental champion. I'll take that off him at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I'll effectively do what you couldn't. And Sheamus being like, why do you think you're, you can do something that I yeah, can't? Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that dynamic. They uh, they had that, obviously, with, what was it, Taker and Triple H, with him being like, you're not as good as Sean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get involved in this. So I think I think that's probably the direction they're heading. They're doing something as well in terms of WrestleMania with... L.A. Yeah, And the New Day, because he's going to get pissed off from losing last week because of <laughs> trombone interference by Xavier Woods. Um, there's a bit of me, again, Enough. that's hoping that, oh, my God, maybe he gets angry and kills, not physic, not actually, but obviously gets rid of Xavier Woods, gets rid of Kofi. Oh, no, who's left in the New Day? Big E comes back, but that's wishful thinking. Get well soon. Get in. well soon. Um... Let's talk, I don't really know, because I swear they talked about this, or they certainly set something up last week, but I haven't seen anything officially confirmed for tonight's show regarding Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler in oh, tag yeah, let's team hope that they really sort that out. Because um, they had the Shayna Natalia match last week with the convoluted Tegan Knox just doing something in the background, whilst Postman Pierce goes, I'm not sure if I can clear you, because they're going to be two-on-one out there. And Tegan's like, oh, what a coincidence. Here I am. I can be helping out and then so I still got her I kicked him but Tegan got involved afterwards I mean this is all let's be honest whether or not there's a match tonight or whatever <laughs> yeah it's that but also all clearly setting up sorry Natalia and Tegan Ox them getting destroyed and you know, establishing this new tag team heel tag team for oh look new tag team champions just in time for Wrestlemania uh, I've approached the mid-roll oh we've gone way past that I don't care <laughs> The match quality is going to be terrible. Every promo exchange between Ronda and Becky will A, be terrible, and B, be a bleak reminder of how they completely bollocks that one up. Yep. And uh, it's all just going to be an incredible, incredibly funny, if you've got a, you know, you don't like the Fed that much, which sometimes I don't. Mm. Just incredibly funny. Look, look, at the, look at the mess you've made. Yeah. Look at the mess you have made. Yeah. I don't know what's gone on with the whole... I mean, I was annoyed at them doing it however many years too late anyway. But then I was just, they got closer and closer. And I was like, like some matches have are on this card by merit. That's just on by legacy almost yeah, yeah, rather yeah. Than, than anything else. Um, I'm still annoyed, to be honest, that they didn't make LA Knight the host of WrestleMania. I understand why they did it with The Miz, but it's in his fucking name, lads. Come yeah. on. And he could be so brilliant and neggy to everyone. Just like, eh, anyway, here we are. Because there's going to be celebrities and just LA Knight just slagging them off is going to be, would have been far yeah. better in my opinion, <laughs> as much as I love The Miz. Because... It's got the perfect life. Um, finally, I want to ask you about something I'm calling the Bray Wyatt conundrum. We had uh, a glimpse of the Muscle Man yep. on uh, on Raw. I saw a really interesting theory uh, on somewhere on social media saying, oh, actually, it's one of those things where we go, oh, what is this load of bollocks, um, with regards to Bray Wyatt, and then... People go, yeah, but he's the guy behind the white, white rabbit stuff, so you've actually got to read loads more into it. And I'm like, do you? Or is that going to be dropped? That was Rob later? Fee. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt wasn't behind the white rabbit. That was Rob Fee. Because people were saying, you know, the whole Lashley-Lesnar thing 
was because he's going after like the quintessential WWE muscle man body image thing. And I'm like, is he or is he just going to do another wacky skit tonight from the Firefly Funhouse with the eyes through the door and the, you know, ramble? I like rambling rabbits, so I'm not going to go at him. But it's, it's cast of characters. I, I, I would love to know your thoughts on what on earth's going on here. Oh, uh, they make it up as they go along. The idea, isn't the idea that this is ever going to go a different way? I thought this might have gone in more still outwardly very stupid, impossible, impossible to believe in. Bray Wyatt doesn't have an aura. I was never going to perceive him as someone like uh, Murder Boy. I hate that, but you know, Kota Ibushi mm-hmm. when he goes to the dead police. <laughs> uh, I knew that it was never going to feel scary or intimidating or other. I knew they wouldn't be able to capture it with a terrible production. I knew that Bray Wyatt has nothing for them to capture. I did think it would be more cohesive. Mm. It's still absolutely brainless. No one can make sense of it. It's so disjointed. Who's that? Is Uncle Howdy on? Who cares? No one. um, Ultimately, there's no big reason why he's targeting Bobby Lashley. It's just two names who didn't have a direction for WrestleMania, and they're big enough to have a big match, apparently. <laughs> and, they, and Brock went, I'm not fighting him. I'll kick Bobby exactly. in the bollocks. Exactly. Uh, it's absolutely crap. I have no real thoughts on it anymore. I feel like I've said everything I needed to say about Bray Wyatt years ago. Nothing's changed. And um, look, I... On one level, I don't hate the side of Bray Wyatt he kind of does silly, irreverent, off-kilter, I guess, mm-hmm. funhouse stuff. It's far preferable to watching him wrestle or try to be scary. Or do, or like, worse, a rocking chair promo. Yeah, or worse, still try to be earnest like he was when he first came out. Jesus Christ. That off-kilter comedy is the best version of Wired. But if I'm being perfectly honest, it's still... Where is a horror movie guy... It's very sub every friggin' horror film you've ever seen. <laughs> when he does this off-kilter stuff, it's just very sub Adult Swim, <laughs> sub Tim and Eric. It's still not... His work isn't good enough to be horror. His comedy stuff, where it's meant to be a little bit, you know, off-kilter, that's still not good enough to go on Adult Swim. It's a diluted... It's the Jimmy Hart version mm. of Adult Swim-style comedy. It's... Like, knockoff, not as good, I think you should leave style comedy. Um, it's just not good. I it's just better than his horror, but it's still not good enough as the thing he's ripping off. Don't take this the wrong way, but as a supporter of a previously crap football club, and I say this as a man who is a supporter of a currently crap football 20% club. 20% of my heart. Yeah. I just... I, 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 I mean, still intrigued by what they do with Bray Wyatt. Maybe perversely, maybe sort of, yeah, not not in a, hey, let's see where this is going, guys, just in a, do now. Yeah. They had a Mountain Dew pitch black match. Anything's on the table now. I, at least as a Chesterfield fan, as a Newcastle fan, we've had some moments. Like, I've watched them win leagues. I've, I've been to Wembley and watched them win, win trophies there. You know, it's one of those where, what have you had as a Bray Wyatt stand? You've had the Elimination Chamber world title win, which was very quickly dropped at WrestleMania in a match with maggots on the ring. You've had all these stories that you invest in, 
And in the end, he's beaten in six minutes. Yeah. Because someone comes out of a box like structure with goo on their head. Or Uncle Howdy just does a total botch. It's just ridiculous. Oh, that wonderful build. You liked it. You you put it over the wonderful build to his return. And then they're like, right, what about Poundland Fiend over here? Yeah. It's, I just, I can't get that mindset of just people being so, I don't want to use the phrase, oh, I don't want to stand for that, but I can't imagine. What do they get out of like, this? What? Yeah, exactly. Don't know. Well, we'll see more of that probably tonight. They, I don't know if these people think what he does is good. Hmm. It's one of those ones where, like, I support my football club through and through. But if they're crap, I'm not going to come in and go, ah, we got robbed on Saturday, Sidge. We got beat 5 0. But, uh, you know, the decisions didn't go for us. I'll just go, we were crap. Yeah. Whereas yeah. With, with Bray, and not just with Bray, I'm not just targeting people who like Bray Wyatt. I never get the mentality of, no, this, I'm a staunch defender of this guy no matter what. That doesn't it's work. Weird. Like, I loved, for example, right, Kenny Omega's 2021 run in AEW. Loved it. So entertaining. Admired the match quality as much as I enjoyed it because of what his physical condition was like. There was a the big angle before All Out. He took the key to the steel cage off Tony Khan and lowered it, trapped Christian Cage and beat him up. And Kenny Omega throughout this, did this sort of, like, running commentary monologue, and I thought it was very, very naff, <laughs> and it didn't get much heat, and it was very, like, overly performed. He was trying to do his final boss arch character, and it just didn't land. The go-home show for... The go-home promo for the all-out pay-per-view, as great as that pay-per-view was, didn't land. I didn't turn around and say, oh, that was the best thing I've ever seen because yeah. I love Kenny Omega so much, because I'm just not... Child? <laughs> Child? <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, there you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, me and Sid will be here a little bit later on to preview AW Rampage, and you've got WrestleCulture with a hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way later on today as well, of course. Um... I don't know when we're going to talk about SmackDown next because it's a bit all over the place, what with the pay-per-view this weekend, AW Revolution. Um, but we will, maybe on next week's SmackDown preview, we'll recap the stuff that happened. But uh, we will get around to it, I promise. But we're all preview. We could talk Cody... Oh, yeah. Roman. Of course, yeah. You'll get it, we'll, you get well, you'll get it eventually, don't worry. Um, yeah, anyway. Stop whining. <laughs> and for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 